Greetings, Fake Horse Racing fans, and welcome back to part two of our Year 56 Stewards Cup Preview Extravaganza. We're going to talk about Stewards Cup Friday, all of the older horses, and we're just going to jump right into it and knock these out because no one wants to listen to a 50-hour podcast. And we don't want to record it, and I don't want to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So just, it's all good on, on, on this end. All good in the hood. We're having a good time, but we need to have a quick good time. You know, please don't make any jokes about that anyway just gonna ignore that tongue everybody take that out of context everybody (laughs) take it out of context we're just gonna jump right into the stewards cup turf sprint we're gonna go through here rapid fire just talking about like what jumps out off the page at us and here the things that jump off the page immediately okay so the chimbo winner is not here but the chimbo runner-up horse is that's i am inevitable for danny derby this horse is only not won twice and he was only second in those, uh, one of those being the Chimbo, where he finished ahead of Talus, Feather Shadow, Riven Gold, Black Magic Hero, a bunch of other horses that are in this race might go off as the favorite, you know, uh, but there are a lot of good ones in here. We got Protagonist Story, uh, last year's winner of the Chimbo. Uh, we also have Riven Gold, who won this race last year, coming back for more. Uh, did not do well in the Chimbo, uh, but was second in the Saudi Turf Sprint and the Desert Turf Sprint. Black Magic Hero is here. He won the Saudi in a really good dominating performance over a Riven Gold and Feather Shadow, uh, who are and protagonist story, all horses in here. Talus is a good one who's kind of been on a hot streak this year, was last seen third in the Chimbo behind Bloody Rose, uh, who runs later on the card, and I am inevitable. Uh, did I already talk about Feather Shadow? I don't think so. Feather Shadow won the Pegasus Dash earlier this year, but hasn't won twice. Since. Well, twice in a row. Yeah. See? Twice in a row. Uh, was third in this race last year, uh, was last seen finishing fourth in the Chimbo, but that was with a 93. Any others mm-hmm. that I'm missing here? Mahler, Mahler ran well in the in the Chimbo as a new freak, uh, ran fifth with a 90, I think maybe outperformed what a lot of people, including the owner, were thinking. Yeah, Black Magic Hero is good. Kind yeah. of kind of a weird race in the last one, but um, definitely a top-level horse. Multiple grade one winner. Yeah, hmm. crazy. Uh, that se- that seventh place in the Chimbo was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Northern Avenger coming in on a hot streak. Uh, last seen winning a grade one, the Petonville, uh, week 14. I know Laura is not sure whether she wants to retire this guy. What Whatever he does here is going to uh, help her decision. And those are, I think, appear to be all of the big ones, all of the ones who we all know and love who have been kind of uh, running ahead of the game here. Uh, the perfect horse for Brian Levitt is also coming in off of a two-race win streak as well. And that's what we have here on this yielding yielding turf course. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mira? So, uh, I really like I Am Inevitable. Ugh, geez, let's actually say that right. I Am Inevitable. I think he rebounds. I think he's super good. Um, yeah, that's who I'm going with. Then I also think Riven Gold is going to come back, too. I think he'll be up for second. Um... And I'm going to say that Mahler gets up, too. Because I I think that that fifth place in the Jimbo is a lot better than, you know, you look at a fifth place effort and you go, ah, not great. But he ran a 90. That is super good. When he had just run his career best figure the race before. Insanity. Anyway, for me, I'm also going to go with I Am Inevitable. Uh, for Danny on top, I can't see him finishing worse than second here, and I really think he's going to come in here with the win. I think Bloody Rose ran like the race of her life uh, to beat him in the Chimbo. Not saying that like she's not good or anything. I just think that like that was absolutely going to be the best effort of her career because clearly she's a dominant force and she's going to be my pick to win in the Philly and Merit uh, Turf Sprint. Spoiler alert! But I think I'm inevitable. He's threw it down with everyone else in this field and he beat them. And, you know, he's to me, he's the most dominant horse in the division. So I'm going to take him on top here. I do think Laura Smith is going to come in 2 3 here with Talos uh, in second in Northern Avenger to finish third. I like that he's coming in here off of a little bit of a win streak. Uh, yeah, and those are going to be it for me. So I am inevitable to win Talos for second and Northern Avenger third. So next up, we have the Stewart's Cup Philly and Mare Dirt Mile, obviously going a mile on the dirt. Uh, this one is for $1.5 million. Right now, we are, the field is oversubscribed. Uh, 19 entries out of 16. But there are some pretty nice horses in here. Um, we have Ashlyn, who I believe was a, a Stewart's Cup winner as a two-year-old. And she was second in this race last year. Uh, Wait a minute. Be- 
Mm-hmm. Can we take a minute to acknowledge her sale history? Oh yeah, her sales <laughs> history is just a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, sold. Um, was a steward bread, and then was sold for eight hundred sixty-six thousand, and then was sold again for three point six million privately, and then was sold again for seven million, and then was sold back to the person who sold her for three point six million for two point five million, and now Laura has her and bought her for four million after she was already. An exceptional race mare. Yes. Yeah, she was undefeated for a while, too. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, proceed. Um, yes. Next up is, like, Busted Beauty. That's promise. That's how the promise is kept, who is uh, that voodoo you do's di- mom. Known Myler uh, mare. Yep. Yep. Be prepared. Known <laughs> Myler producer. Yeah. Dark Asher won the Stewart's Cup debutante last year. Um, there's also... Um, Oh my god, what's her name? I'm scrolling down! Uh, <laughs> Thugs Bunny. You know what, I should be a lot nicer to that horse, because I'm getting her to breed. <laughs> How dare you not remember Thugs Bunny? <laughs> I know. Yeah, she won it last year. I believe she was an upset winner, if I remember correctly. So she's gonna try and, and, uh, and keep... Yeah, she's gonna try and retain her title. And there are three, uh, three horses on the also eligibles list. So we'll just let let them be there. Overall, though, it's a pretty pretty decent field. Only three millionaires, but a lot of like really young up and comers. And I like this field is really young. There's only three horses over the age of four. So yeah, it is quite. It should be a good race. Um, as for picks, I say Thugs Bunny repeats personally i like the way she comes into this um she's been really good this year she's only lost once and that was against boys so you know she's been pretty solid um next up i am going to pick uh eilish for john Exet. uh this one is going like there's gonna be a lot of speed in this race but i really like the way you know this one is dropping to a mile so we'll see what happens with her. And I also don't like counting out John except any like at any time. So we'll see how, how she does. And then in third, I'm going to go with uh, Blessed with Beauty. All right. I'm actually going to pick... I'm sorry. Come on. Um, podcaster has been consuming cheesecake and it was uh, everywhere. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to pick Blessed with Beauty on top because I think she is awesome. She beat Ashlyn earlier this year. Uh, she beat some more horses whose names I can't remember. She was fifth in the Desert Mile behind some really nice animals and was third behind Marvel and Kentucky Storm again in the Marvel Stakes. I, I just think she's really good, you know. Uh, she beat Dubai Politics, who's also in this race, a couple back. She won that with a 97. Uh, I know Louise Bayou, if you're listening, I know you're really upset with this horse, but you shouldn't be because she's really good, and I really think she's going to win this race. Uh, next up, I am going to take Thugs Bunny for Mike Springer. Uh, she's awesome. Just... I don't know if I just think Blessed with Beauty has more raw ability at a mile, and I think it's her time to shine. But Thugs Bunny definitely gonna be up there as well. And in third, I am going to take Dark Asher, last year's Stewart's Cup debutante winner for Durzo Blint. The end. Nice. Moving on to the Stewart's Cup Fully and Mare Turf Sprint. This race is easily headlined by Blood by I cannot talk today. It is easily headlined by Bloody Rose, who was last seen winning the Chimbo. And that race kind of felt like an upset, but I'm looking at her PPs. She's 20 for 25 and has only finished off the board three times. That's kind of insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I don't other- think he had ever won a grade one prior to the Chimbo, though. I think she was maybe placed a little conservatively. Yeah, yeah. Like, you look at her past performances and you're like, man, some of these, like, she runs in Barbados and Brazil and Malaysia and Hong Kong, like, you She know. had uh, danced with the wolves before. She ran in the Stewart's Cup Philly Turf Dash year 53. Oh, uh, Got okay. her teeth kicked in, though. She uh, was sixth in the Chimbo the year before, too, so she was kind of, like, just comparatively came out of nowhere in that race. But I think she's the obvious favorite here. The other two millionaires in here are uh, juxtaposed for Laura Smith coming in off of a super hot streak. Has not lost since attempting to beat the boys in uh, the Saudi Turf Sprint week four. Coming in off of a grade one victory uh, at six furlongs with a 91. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Uh, you're good. I'm I'm great. There's cheesecake here, and I'm talking about fake horses with a great friend, so everything's great. Oh, let's go. Let's go. And then the other uh, millionaire in here is Ollie Wolf. Ollie Wolf, like maybe she's not quite the mayor she has been in the past. Maybe actually, though, no, that's stupid. She won a grade one week nine with a 92. Like she's she's probably still got it. She did finish third by juxtapose last out. And then was second in the Oceanside Ladies Dash to see you next Tuesday, who's also in this race. See you next Tuesday for Danny Derby. Uh, did finish a fourth behind Juxtapose and Ollie Wolf last out. So she is beat Ollie Wolf once, but then the other time Ollie Wolf finished ahead of her. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm missing someone extremely obvious. Wind Witch is coming in off five straight wins. Yeah. Undefeated this year. That's a cool one. All in the 90s. Who won the Philly Turf Dash last year? Uh, I'm silly. I'm, I need to look this up now. Valley Cat. Why is she not here? Didn't she retire? Did she? The Turf Dash, though, the one for two-year-old. Oh, the Turf Dash. Uh, or the Philly. I don't know. All I do is wonder. All I do is wonder. Where is she? Carl Smythe, I have a bone to pick with you. Unless he's in a sponsored, sponsored uh, listed stakes for a million dollars. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as prestigious as the Stewart's Cup. Philly and Mayor Turf Sprint, almost. Anyway, uh, those were the headliners, and I've lost the race now, and now I'm back. Um, yeah, those have got to be the big ones. Wind Witch, Ollie Wolf, Juxtapose, Bloody Rose. Um, across Millennia, also coming in off of two wins, the last of which was a 90. Yeah, good-looking good looking field. Some nice nice horses in here. Just like always, because this is a Stewart's Cup race. Uh, what are you thinking, Mira? I like Wind Witch. I mentioned her... She could be the lone speed of this race, which is super interesting. And I think there's, you know, good pace set up there. And then I'm also going to put Ollie Wolf in. I really, like, for a second, I really would not be opposed to her winning because I really like her. And I know Emily really likes her too. And she just doesn't, she's so close and she's so game, but she just doesn't have that signature win. So, yeah. And then I'm going to uh, put. Bloody Rose in third. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've sold me on Wind Witch. This Philly coming in, like, last out, ran a 94 before that, also ran a 94 before that, ran a 91, a 93 before that, 94 before that, like, geez. I think that yeah. points to a really strong performance here, so I'm also going to pick her on top. I'm going to put Bloody Rose uh, in second, though. Uh, I think she's awesome, and I do think that Wind Witch is going to have a difficult time beating her. So Wind Witch, Bloody Rose, and to fill out the try, I'm going to go with See you next Tuesday. Get the jump on Ollie Wolf again. Nice. Okay, next we're moving into the Stewards Cup Sprint. The six furlongs on the dirt for $3 million. Uh, we have a lot of really nice horses in here. Uh, six millionaires. We got uh, Alakazam, who won the Pegasus earlier this year. We have um, Arcadian, who is, I believe, a multiple grade one stakes winner. He was second in Dubai. And yeah, has just been like, he's been like running in a bunch of really good stakes races for most of his career, a little on the older side, but you know, uh, Devin is in here too. He won the Stewards Cup sprint. I believe he won the Stewards Cup sprint year 54, I want to say. No, he was second in that to Storm. What was the signature win? I think he has one, or maybe I'm just. Oh, he won the Saudi sprint. That's what it is. Okay, yeah, he won that. Um, we also have Lord Prism, who was the two-year-old sprint champion back in when he was a two-year-old. Um, one two, has won two grade ones this year, including his prep race. Uh, pretty sad for Brianna McKenzie is ten for eleven lifetime, three straight uh, wins coming in. Storm for Lord Ferguson, obviously a big big horse. He's a, a Stewards Cup winner and was second last year. Just a lot of really nice Grade One winners, Grade One placed horses in this field. But it's time for picks. I am going with Alakazam, even though he lost to to uh, Storm in the Lexington Sprint. I think he bounced off a uh, 100 speed figure where he blew them all away in the Inspired Fox. So I'm going with him on top. Going with the old man Devin in second, and then I am going to put Lord Prism in for third. I'm looking at this, and I think pretty sad is the class of the speed. Yeah, I would agree. 
she did have that weird loss in grade three a couple of weeks back where she ran fifth of the 71. And Brianna was probably like, what the hell? Because that's just not something this Philly does. Since then, she's won three in a row with two 90s and a 93. I think she's going to be on the lead and say, catch me if you can. Uh, and she's going to be my pick here. I think she's really good. I am not intimidated by her being a three-year-old Philly running against Colts. Brianna McKenzie, arguably the most legendary dirt sprint trainer out there. I think she knows what she's doing in spotting this horse here. I'm going to pick her to win on top. And then I'm going to take Lord Prism off of another hot win uh, two and a half weeks ago to finish second. And I'll use the other old man, Storm, to round out the try. Nice. Sweet. Next up, I'm making sure it's the right race. Yes, it is. We have the Stewart's Cup Fillion Mare Turf Mile uh, for $2 million. We currently have a field of 12. Obviously, the big standout here is Shallow. Shallow, dominant horse, did win the Pegasus Turf Mile earlier in the year. Uh, did finish fourth in the Saudi Turf Cup and third in the Dubai Millennium Mile. But since then, she's just been rocking it. She won uh, week 10 with a 90 won uh, a grade one three weeks ago with an 88. She's coming in here trying to um, take back uh, what she lost last year. She did not win this race in year 55. She was finished a length and a half behind. Can't reconcile. The year before that, she was eighth. So she's kind of in here looking for her first Stewards Cup win. Actually, it seems kind of strange that the horse that everybody agrees is the best in her division doesn't have that win yet. We also have Luxuria in here, another millionaire for Fana Arcadia, coming off of a win in the fight and defense stakes with an 93. Very, very strong effort and strong performance there. Was third in this race last year behind Shallow. She did win the Stewart's Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf a couple of years ago, so she's looking to regain uh, some Stewart's Cup glory. We also have Etched in My Heart, a really nice filly coming up for Jack Meyer. She is coming in off of a bit of a losing streak, though. She finished second in her prep for this behind Schwanky for Rochelle Zahati, who's also in here. Before that, she was sixth uh, in a grade one. Before that, she was second behind uh, Lizzie Hale. Is Lizzie Hale in here? She is not. Um, but she did win the Stewart's Cup Juvenile Phillies turf last year. So that's what jumps out at me. Already talked about Schwanky, who I know uh, Rochelle really loves. Uh, the other Rochelle horse in here is Lego. Uh, Lego, I know uh, Rochelle was really high on this one, but comparatively, uh, you know, not uh, my favorite in this race. She did; she is coming off of a third-place finish to Luxuria. Uh, that one, uh, almost a million-dollar earner. Uh, and yeah, I think that pretty much does it for the the big uh, standouts in here. Silver Dream, I think, also deserves some love. Was in really hot this year before finishing fourth behind Schwanky and etched on my heart earlier this year. So, got to give her a little nod too. What do you think? I think Shallow gets it done, <clears throat> personally. Pegasus Turf Mile winner, really like the way how she's uh, coming into this race. She blew them away in her in her start two back. Um, yeah, just has looked really good. <clears throat> Second, I'm going with Luxuria. She ran against the boys for quite a like a lot of this year. Like um, <clears throat> Hong Kong. God, I just. <clears throat> it's okay. <clears throat> Frick, and I don't even have cheesecake to blame that on. <laughs> That's why. <clears throat> Sorry, everybody, I have to listen to me coughing. Luxuria was in the Hong Kong uh, Champions Mile, was only beaten in neck by Understars, and then the Toronto Mile, she was third, and the Oceanside Mile, she was beaten by a head. So she returns to Philly and Mare Company. She won her prep. Really like that. And my my third pick, I'm only picking for the name, is Cheerios for Stan Reno Hawkinson. Cheerios. I like yeah, that. Yeah, there's like there's like four E's in there. You have to, M, if you're listening, you have to make sure you say it exactly like that. Yes. On the broadcast. I don't disagree with you. I'm also going to go with Shallow. I think she is clearly the best horse in this division, probably one of the best uh, turf and mare turf mile horses ever. I think she finally gets her missing Stewart's Cup win, adds it there, retires with over $4 million in earnings, which is huge for a horse in this division. I really like Schwanky on the upswing for Rochelle also. Um, like, I feel like earlier in this career, this horse really struggled, but if I'm not mistaken, I think Rochelle's publicly said that this horse did improve to freak. She was nowhere in this race last year, but really difficult to ignore a horse that's coming in off of four straight victories, two of which being grade one wins, one of them against that really nice Philly etched on my heart. So I'm going to take Schwanky in the runner-up spot here, and then I'll take Luxuria to finish third. Nice. Uh, next up, we have the Stewart's Cup Dirt Mile for the boys. One mile on the dirt going uh, for $2 million. Right now we got 15 out of 16 horses. The big ones will, of course, be uh, the 
arch or nemesis, arch rival, whatever is of Marvel and Kentucky Storm. Marvel, of course, probably going to go down as one of, if not the best dirt miler of all time. Um, never off the board, never even worse than second. He's won $8 million. Um, so he is just, you know, not much else has to be said about him. Pretty much everybody knows who Marvel is. Kentucky Storm upset him in this race last year, and he is also never finished off the board. I believe both of them are retiring this year, too. So, man, this is... This is the big one. Um, and then the other one, the other millionaire that's in here is Vernon for Tim Matthews. And he got one of the weirdest wins. And Tim wasn't even there for it, I don't think. I don't think he, when, um, when this horse won the Desert Mile, upset Vernon and Kentucky Storm and like did it big. He won by two lengths. Also, Tim said he botched the ship on that and accidentally flew a economy instead of first class, like halfway around the world. And, uh, yeah, that Desert Mile was just insane. But anyway, uh, friend of the show, Tim Matthews. Speaking of, he has another one in here, uh, Jesuit, who he said is just in here for fun because he's like, this horse has no shot in here. Uh, is a half-brother to uh, Louisville Derby winner, Man in Motion. Some other ones that are in here, we've got Prince of Egypt for Christophe Deschardins, um, 10 for 20 Lifetime. He's getting on the older end, but he was fourth in the uh, Marvel Stakes behind Marvel, Kentucky Storm, and Blessed with Beauty, and has been running at the top level for a while, always comes to these big races. Um, we also have some Rocky Socket, who was on the uh, Louisville Derby Trail earlier this year and was actually not, like, he didn't embarrass himself too bad. He was second in the Tremendous and third in the Kentucky Blue. Since returning to Myler Company, he's done pretty well. Three wins, two, one second, including three straight wins coming in. Just a lot of really solid horses. Um, but I think everybody is just going to be looking at this as a race between Marvel and Kentucky Storm. But here is my hot take. Uh, neither of these two win. I don't think Ooh. Kentucky Storm repeats, and I don't think Marvel goes out a winner. <laughs> Ooh. I think the try is going to be exactly like how it was in the Desert Mile. <laughs> Vernon, Marvel, and Kentucky Storm. That's a take right there. That is a take. I also have a hot take, and I would consider this take to be like boiling, boiling hot take here. Put on the oven mitts. I really like Army Defense for Steve Hanley with his no breeder and no pedigree on the damn side uh, coming in here. Was so this a booster horse? I think this I, was a booster horse. I want to say yeah, this it was. Horse. Sold for $1.5 million to Steve Hanley. Has kind of been all over the place throughout his career. Like, he's a grade one winner. He won the Brooklyn Mile two years ago. Uh, last year, did uh, not run in this race. Instead, was over running in some, like, grade three in Jamaica. Did finish eighth in the Pegasus Dirt Mile. Uh, but, you know, like, did finish behind Thugs Bunny. Also, but is coming in off of three straight. I really like the change in momentum here. It did beat Object, who was a nice horse for Eric Nalbone in his last start. Um, I I kind of like I just kind of like him coming in here. I like looking at him. It's hard to deny that the the competition that he's been beating has not been great. But I um agree with you that I don't think that Marvel and Kentucky Storm are gonna that either of them are gonna win this. And I think Army Defense has just a good a chance as anyone else coming in off of three straight wins i think he's probably in one of the best forms of his career and now was the time for steve hanley to take the shot so i'm gonna lay it on the line and pick army defense here i think he's gonna win over marvel gonna be a big shocker and i'll take some rocky socket to finish sorry uh kentucky storm and vernon i think it's gonna be bombs bombs away in the stewart's cup dirt mile that is a scalding take <laughs> also i want to give a shout out to Polk Buffalo who has a horse in here named Winning for Scott. I want to think that that horse is named after Scott Island since it's out of the Mary Houston Texans and Scott was a big Houston sports fan. So shout out shout out to Polk. Yeah, we're recording this on Scott's birthday too. Happy birthday, Scott. Mhm. Who's next? The Philian Mare Turf Mile. It is you. It is or me. Turf, not the mile, the turf. Oh god, it is me. You're right. <laughs> yes. Uh we have an oversubscribed field. Uh, 17 entries here. There should only be 16. They're going to go a mile and a quarter here on the grass for $2.5 million. We all know who the headliner is in this race. No beating around the bush here. It's Ruffian, the homebred for Stormy Peak, 
Stormy Peak very vocal about like her plans for this horse, how she wants her to become the first female to hit $10 million. She did finish 11th last out on the arc, and that doesn't really bode well for her here, but we have to talk about her. Uh, this mare has had a, such a grueling career. Her last win uh, was a while ago. It was a good win, though. It was a four starts back in the Desert Duty Free, where she did beat uh, Yang Wenli. I said his name right, correctly? Wang Yanli. Did I say it? Did, which one did I say? I said Yang, right? No, you said it right. I'm just, oh, I did say I'm it just right. Okay, I tried really with hard. You. <laughs> I tried really hard to say it right. As we know, uh, Yang Wenli did go on to win the Stewart's Cup. Not the Stewart's Cup turf. Maybe the he arc. won the arc. The arc. He won the arc. She did also beat True Love Waits, who did win the Beverly B over her arch rival, Summertime Crush, and then was second to Artilleryman by a neck in the Cox Trophy. Ripped him. He was very upset. Um... You know, I think her best days are behind her. I don't. I honestly don't even think she finishes on the board here. I'm sorry, Stormy. I just yeah, don't want her in this spot. I would I also wanna, agree. I want to root for her, but I really think her best days are behind her. I'm sorry. Uh, on the other hand, her arch rival, Summertime Crush, looking as well as ever. And, you know, I think it's a case of these mares being relatively equal in ability, but Joseph DiPaolo has campaigned Summertime Crush very conservatively compared to the way Stormy has campaigned Ruffian, and there's no right answer to how you campaign a horse. You know what I mean? I mean, well, it depends on what you consider, but when you look at Ruffian, you see some major wins against the boys. You know, she did well in the arc yeah, last it depends season. what you value, if you value yeah. record or if you value wins over the boys or what, like, you know. She yeah. won a desert race. She won the Pegasus. Like... But I gotta think that the reason Summertime Crush is still coming over here in great form is because Joseph's kind of taken it easier on her. And she has to be one of the favorites here. Uh, another one in here are going to be attracting a lot of attention is the me in, is the me in black. Me in black, uh, homebred for Leanne Anderson. By here come the me in black. Yes. Let's go. Uh, was last seen winning a grade one over Hush Hush. Before that, she lost to Kitty Kitty Kitten. Is Kitty Kitty Kitten here? Kitty Kitty Kitten is here. We'll talk about her real quick. Kitty Kitty Kitten did beat me in black with a big effort, two back, but did finish 13th in the arc, so it was just kind of buried there. Don't like horses coming in off of performances that are that bad most of the time. Uh, she is going to be sitting off the pace, so like maybe she gets the first jump on them around if she regains that form, but don't really love the way her previous race set up for this one. Can't fault her for coming in here, though. Mm-hmm. It is written, going to be another one of the favorites for Cleopatra. She is unfortunately coming off of that 8th place finish in the arc. Slightly better than some of the others. The speed figure wasn't horrible. She ran a 78. Before that, she had won two in a row uh, against girls pretty easily with a 92 and a 94. She was fourth in the Desert Turf Classic. I think that the class relief here really helps her. I think she moves up. I wouldn't be surprised to see her off the board. Another millionaire here is the other Stormy Peak horse, Foretold. Uh, Foretold going to be close to the pace, up and on the pace, uh, with the stablemate Ruffian coming off of a third-place finish and the Japan Trophy, a good third-place finish, I want to add, behind A-Fighter and Thunder Rolls. Her last victory was Week 10 in a Grade 1. There are so many good horses in here, I can't stop talking. We also have City Walk for Carol Hansen, uh, the one and only. She was last seen beating the very nice Waltz Mihone in the Kentucky Crown Ladies Classic. She was also second behind Cat from Outer Space, who was also in this race in Louisville Bumberette. Uh, let's talk about Waltz Me Home now because she is also here. Waltz Me Home, another millionaire for John Exet, was last seen finishing second at City Walk, like I said, before that she won week 11. She was second behind Summertime Crush week 9, and she won two in a row earlier this year. And we're just going to keep on going because there are just so many good horses in this race. Cat from Outer Space, who won the Louisville Bunverette earlier this year, lost two in a row uh, behind nice ones like State of the Art, Stay in My Heart, and folktales, but she did win uh, her prep for this. A nice little easy race sponsored by Brian uh, with an 85. If she runs back to her earlier form, I think she has a shot. Uh, and I think Brian prepped her really well for that. Anyone else? Oh, God. Yeah, there is more people. Safe place to land. You don't I, have to talk about literally all of them. There's 17 horses in I'm here. not talking about literally all of them. I'm, we're not even <laughs> talking about, like, several of these who we're not going to touch. But just there's so many big names in here. Like, I can't ignore safe place to land who won a grade one, two back. Won the Stewart's Cup Bunbarette last year. Like, how do you pass over that? Uh, you know? Now I'm done. Well, now I'm done. We'll say all that. right. Who do, you, who do you pick? Summertime Crush. Okay. I like Summertime Crush in here. Uh, I think there's a lot of speed in here. I think maybe Stormy Peak might be hurting herself a little bit. You're just going to say it. Entering Foretold and Ruffian in here together. Uh, they're both front runners. So 
Uh, I think that pace is going to be a little bit quicker than it would be uh, normally. I think they're going to kind of maybe tucker each other out. And I know Waltz Me Home likes to come from off the pace. So like uh, Waltz Me Home to finish second, and I'll take City Walk for Carol in third. I'm going with a big upset, and it's not because he's a friend of the show, but I really like Half the Sky for Tim Matthews. Tell us why. Because she won at this distance in her prep. Nice. That's basically it. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Yeah, uh, second, I like uh, Summertime Crush, probably, yeah. Yeah, she won this race, a f- although, when did she win it? Two years ago? I think she it was two years ago she won it. Um, yeah, and then I am going to go with City Walk in third. Really nice field. I think this is one of the nicer ones. Mm-hmm. Onward and upward. So, yes. So next up, we have the Philly and Mare Sprint, seven furlongs on the dirt. We've got four millionaires in this race. Most people, though, will recognize the big mare for uh, Xander Zone. That's Diabolical X, who is 22 for 26 lifetime. And most of those losses have come in uh, male races. She lost the Pegasus and the Saudi earlier this year, both to males. And even then, it was she was second and third and was beaten less than a length in both occasions since then she's been um riding a four race win streak which includes the desert golden sprint over uh lord prism and arcadia and those kinds of those kinds of horses and she's back in uh philly and mare company and she won this race last year and i think she won uh, the year before that and the year before that like as a three-year-old and as a two-year-old Oh no, she was second in the sprint last year or a couple of years ago, I think. Maybe. Uh, no, she was no, second. I just went. I just went every K. So she didn't win it as a two-year-old because she ran in the two-year-old sprint championships. But she, bro- I can't remember if she broke the record. I had it written down somewhere. If she broke the record in year fifty-four, but she- all of her stewards' cup efforts, she's undefeated in, which are two of them. Yeah, she's, she's, she's won every week sixteen race in her career. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. Anyway, uh, moving on to one of the other millionaires in here is... um, I just lost her. There we go. Fashion Dictates for A.R. Roberts, Stuart Bread. This one comes in off two grade one wins and was the Juvenile Philly Sprint winner from last year. We also have Sensuality for Caitlin. This one is... She's lost both her preps, but before that, she won a grade one earlier this year, was second in this race by two and a half lengths uh, to Diabolical X and beat Siskin, who's the last millionaire in here, and she was third. Also a grade one winner, won the Inconsolable Distaff week six, and was second in the Dancer Stakes, and was second behind Forever Plan, who was in here. So, yeah, some pretty decent mares in here, but... Man, yeah, I can't bet against Diabolical X. She is so good. She's so good. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. No one really needs to be introducing her. Um, yeah. Second, I am going to go with Forever a Plan for Mike Bryant. Came is coming in off a nice win in the Stewards Cup Challenge over Siskin, and then I am going to put. Let's see. Definitely looked at these horses before we started recording. I'm going to put Siskin in again. I think she finishes third again. I respect it. Okay, I came in here and I was like, I'm going to try and beat Diabolical X. She's not unbeatable. Like, someone can beat her. And then I looked at her and I'm like, oh, I don't think anyone can beat her. <laughs> so I think she's going to win this easily. I think she's really good. Um, in second, I'm going to take Fashion Dictates. I think that's an excellent up-and-comer. I think it's going to kind of be a passing of the torch situation a la, like, Beholder Songbird photo finish. I think it's going to be one of those. And in third, I'm going to take Sensuality for Caitlin. I think this horse has kind of always been around, kind of always knocked on the door, was second in this race last year. I think she's going to continue her good showings in this race. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Let's keep going. Why am I singing today? Next up, we have the Stewart's Cup Turf Mile. Uh, This is a shorter field, comparatively. Uh, Nine entries here for this $2.5 million uh, race around uh, a mile. Uh, Names that jump out right away. We have Competitive Spirit. Uh, Competitive Spirit won the Saudi Turf Mile this year. He's been pretty uh, consistently good in his career. After that, was second in the Millennium Mile uh, behind Legion of Dreams, then lost him again in the Toronto Mile, coming in off of another second place. 
uh, to Hempstead, who's also in this race. We'll talk about Hempstead now. Undefeated, 9 for 9. Got a, would think that he's the favorite, you know. Won the Struits Cup Juvenile Turf last year over this one boy uh, by a head. Ran a huge 98-speed figure in that race. Has looked pretty unstoppable since then. Just kind of crazy. Spoiler alert, like, this is probably going to be my win pick. I have, like, okay. shades. Shades of I... Silver Screen Star for you, uh older sim not older but like like people have been around for a while pardon me go ahead mara what's up i don't know if this is because they don't follow turf mile turf mile at all this has to be one of the quietest undefeated horses i've ever seen do turf milers really make a lot of noise at three though like think about that i don't know like because think about it like all the stewards cup is week 16 and then mm-hmm. the Saudi and the Pegasus and the Desert are all back to back, and you can't run in that until you're four. So really, what's he? I think he's been doing what he could since he won the Stewarts Cup last year. No, I know. Like the th- like, I'm more saying like you. I have never heard of this. Well, I mean, I previewed him last year. I'm pretty sure, but like, you, I've never heard of him other than last year. So one time, crazy. Yeah, and you'd think like a nine for nine horse would make a little bit more noise, like in the forum or whatever. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Legion of Dreams probably going to be right up there, co-favorite or second choice, coming in off of three strong wins, including the Dubai uh, Millennium Mile, Toronto Mile. Uh, we also got In Shadows here, six-year-old old man, uh, won two in a row and then was second uh, behind Galinas, who is not here. Fight Town's another millionaire for Amy Bahama, coming in off of a, a strong win with an 89 in the Dortmund Stakes. Uh, is the Stewart's Cup winner as well? He is. Yes, two years ago won the Stewart's Cup Juvenile Turf. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Pointing that out, because I don't know how to do my job properly, and I would have missed it. <laughs> Who else we got in here? Looked around town as the last millionaire coming in off of a nice win with a strong 90 by two lengths over full belly nap time. That's going to be me tonight in the Wellspring Stakes two weeks ago. This is a multiple grade one winner. Was second in this race behind Innovation two years ago and did not run last year. Who you got? I, I have to go with Hempstead. Like... Like I said, Shades of Silver Screen Star to me, which like might be sacrilege to some people because Silver Screen Star was not just one of the best turf milers of all time, was one of the best sim horses of all time. But like looking at him, has anyone ever been close to him aside from this one boy who tried to beat him last time? This one boy, by the way, last seen finishing fifth in the Hong Kong Mile behind some nice ones, including Dream Among Stars and Be Only Kind. Um, I just, it, it, no one's been close to him aside from that one race. I can't take anyone else over him. He beat Competitive Spirit, who's a nice horse in himself, a multimillionaire. Like, I gotta take him on top, to me. And then uh, I'll take Legion of Dreams in second. I think that the the young gun beats the older man here. And then in third, I will take... Let's take Competitive Spirit. Yeah, those are the same horses that I was gonna take Hempstead on top, but I'm gonna flip uh, Legion of Dreams and Competitive Spirit. There we go. Yeah. Okay, next is the Stewards Cup ladies route. Right now, we've got a field of 14 going a mile and a half on the dirt for a million dollars. Only two millionaires in here. I feel like sometimes this race can be really good, and other times it's like, how is this even a grade one? (laughs) Like, it's kind of a weird race sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. So, the big one in here that people are probably going to know the most from this year is Fighting Words. She was the Acorn winner um, earlier this year, and she was third in the Midsummer Oaks. She's second in the Juvenile Phillies. I know Brandon has really high hopes for her, and I I can't remember if she's retiring this year. I think he's on the fence. Yeah. But yeah, she, outside of her Louisville Oaks run, which was like 100% too short for her, she's been super good, never off the board. Um... Another big one in here, the other millionaire, is Mezzanine, and she likes to run against the boys all the time. Uh, Third in the Scott Island Memorial Desert Marathon two years in a row. She had a very weird, kind of out-of-character race in this race last year, where she was 12th of 14. Um, But yeah, she's pretty... She's she's kind of got back on her form, regained it a little bit. She's put up two back-to-back 92s and two wins. Um, won the Sim Horse Racing Ladies Marathon two back. And yeah, there's some other ones in here that are like super well-bred. Lily coming to mind um, out of the, out of the uh, just victory merit Philadelphia, which makes her a half to very nice marathoner. Mr. Wonderful and Schuylkill, who is 
we're going to talk about pretty soon, who's probably the favorite in the Derby, let's say. The classic. The classic. Whoops. (laughs) The classic. Yeah, that one. I'm like, boys race. Big boys race. (laughs) Derby. No, wrong. Okay, anyway. uh, Another one we have is... um, Man, this is a daughter of just one kiss. Is this the last one? Like, like, is this the youngest one? Yeah, it is. Kiss someone new. Um, I didn't even know she had babies still running. This is for Abe Froman. Um, $17.8 million purchase. She was second in her prep to Elixir, who I believe is in the distaff. Um, yeah, she ran in this race last year and was seventh. And yeah. That's a pedigree to die for. So, yeah. That's pretty much what I got. Um, I am putting fighting words on top. She loves this distance. I think that she is hitting her stride at the right time. And I just, I really like her going this far. That's pretty much all it boils down to. Second, I'm going to put Mezzanine. um, And in third, I'm going to put Lily. Man, I'm looking and, you know, I picked this horse in this race last year. And it burned me. I picked Kiss Someone New last year. And I think I'm going to pick her again, even though she totally let me down. (laughs) You never learn! No, but here's the thing. There are two in here that I'm kind of like looking at, because you got the two favorites in here, Fighting Words and Mezzanine. Both of those horses are going to be coming in from off the pace. Guider Home, another nice one who I was looking at, wants to come from a little off the pace. Kiss Someone New likes to be close to the lead. Like... In her last win, she went wire to wire. The other one in here, who's another a, another kind of bomb, watching chaos for uh, Randall Johnson, Randall Allen, not Randall Johnson. Sorry, Randall. Uh, my fault. Uh, but that one we kind of don't know about the mile and a half. Kiss someone who you know. I don't learn. So what? So what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick her. I think she might be lone speed in here. Uh, I think the other horses who kind of want the front may not be as nice as her. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do it, even though she burned me. I told myself I wasn't gonna make the same mistake this year. Uh, like before, she in her last uh, race she lost to Elixir at a distance that probably wasn't her best. Before that, she won. Before that, she finished behind Skookle, and like that doesn't count, you know. So I'm just gonna take Kiss Someone New, and then Fighting Words, and then Mezzanine. Nice. Okay. This next race is my oh, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Like we're gonna have a few laughs. Next up is the Stewart's Cup Marathon, going two miles, long one, long one. Uh, the ones that jump out immediately in here, we have Avenger uh, for Pete Vela. Pete Vela, kind of pretty upset with this horse, won the Canadian Triple Crown uh, when he was three, and then really struggled to do literally anything after he won the Awesome Derby that year. Was tenth in that year's Classic. The year after that, he was seventh in the Stewart's Cup Classic. After that, he was fifteenth. Was eleventh in the Pegasus this year. And then Pete was kind of like, okay, you know what? Screw you. I'm gonna bring you down a notch. And then since bringing him down a step in competition, he's excelled a little bit more coming in off three straight wins. But I know Pete, and I know Pete's not happy with that. And I know Pete really wants him to win this race, or else he's going to be very upset <laughs> with this horse. Uh, you know, on paper. Uh, like bred uh, phenomenally well by Boo Bayou out of uh, Penguin. Uh, look for him here. I think this is a really good spot for him. A, a little bit of a class relief versus horses in the classic. We also have Creator of Worlds, uh, who's a pretty well-established marathoner. Uh, did win the Scott Island Memorial Desert Marathon earlier this year. Uh, beat Longbird in a listed stakes that was intended to be his uh, dirt coming out party. Was third behind Private Affair and Risen Today. Uh, Private Affair, this race uh, winner last year, is not here today, so will not stand in his way. Was last seen uh, winning uh, either like a grade three as a prep. We also got Newt for Danny Derby. Uh, Hasn't really won since the Hot Springs uh, handicap earlier this year. Was second behind Creator of Worlds. Uh, Was second to Johan Thorne in the Z Prince Memorial Stakes. Johan Thorne doing really well since um, the move to two miles. He's going to be dangerous in here. And then, of course, you got uh, Risen Today, this year's Long Island Classic winner. Uh, won that race after finishing seventh in the Derby. Was second behind a private affair in the James Bond Memorial Stakes, a move that I didn't really love because I don't like three-year-olds going against oldest until they really have to. And then in a rematch with Poets Corner, he beat him soundly. But then you also have <laughs> uh, horses owned by our, our two hosts here. Uh, you can talk about Chuck Tingle briefly. Let's let's uh, indulge a little bit here. So some people may think, why is this horse entered? And to that, I say, 
I don't know. I just wanted to. So he was nominated to the Stewards Cup and he just won his prep race. And so here's a story. Danny gave me a lease. I'm sure he's fine with, with me telling this. Danny gave me a lease uh, last year and the horse galloped like crap. And he was like, hey, in order to in order to like make it up to you, you want to lease this sad freak. I'm like, sure. So I put him in like I put him in his stakes week one, day one, not realizing he had run week 16, day one. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. He ended up winning it. Went in the Sunny Sky Classic. I botched botched the ship. He still only lost by a nose. And then he started going in the intermediate stakes because I'm still an intermediate player and now I'm going to get as much money as I can. And then eventually I'm like, well, he's over 350 grand. Let's see if I can put him in a grade three. So I found that one and he won it. And now I'm like, I was checking out the stake schedule and I'm like, oh, there's not really any like good marathon races that will be, you know, there's like some listed ones. It's like, I don't, he's retiring this year. I kind of want him to just go out with a good, good, good win or not even a good win, a good race. So I put him in here. I fully expect him to get his butt whooped, but this is my first uh, thoroughbred stewards cup runner. So that's cool. You can talk about yours now. Uh, I'll keep it brief. Does he belong here? No. Does he want to go two miles? Probably not. Why is he here? Uh, I didn't have a Stewards Cup horse this year, and I felt left out, so that's why he's here. Anyway, <laughs> that's fair. He he's not going to win. It's fine. Um, as for me, I know I kind of criticized the move that Laura made running uh, Risen Today against Olders only Week 12. I know any criticism of uh, Laura is probably not going to be looked upon favorably by most of the sim population, but he did beat uh, Creator of Worlds in that race. He didn't lose by that much, and I think it was a good race. I just think she could have spotted him a little bit better for a win. I understand why she put him there. And then he beat Poet's Corner uh, again pretty soundly. I like him on top here at two miles. Clearly, like he showed as a two-year-old uh, and as earlier this year at three that he can do really well uh, speed figure-wise, consistently ran high 90s. He's still running... Uh, good 90s here. A little bit on the lower side, but you know, you don't really need to be running a 100 speed figure every race. I like him here on top. I also really like Johan Thorne. I think it's, I have a really difficult time choosing between those two. I'm going to give the nod to Risen today uh, by virtue of like his overall dominance throughout his career. But Johan Thorne, a superb horse. I think he's going to finish second here. Uh, and then to finish third, I will take, I'll take Avenger to finish third. I think he'll get up there. I think I'll get up for third. And that's my try. Nice. I am going to put uh, Risen Today on top as well. I've always liked this horse. I really liked him in the Triple Crown Trail. Picked him to win the Long Island Classic. Um, there you go. Yeah. So that's that's who I like. Uh, second, I am going to go with Newt for Danny Derby. I know that Emily has said that she bred this horse to be a marathoner, or like a Long Island Classic winner. And he hasn't really done that so i think i think he gets up uh and second i'm gonna pick chuck no i'm just kidding second i'm gonna pick uh <laughs> i'm gonna go creator of worlds what about third oh sorry yeah no <laughs> no 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 raisin today new creator of worlds well i could put chuck in there just for fun but i you know did. that he i'm probably not even gonna be able to listen to this call either which makes me sad but oh. it is what it is i have a real i probably have a real life racehorse in that night and i have to go to the track to cheer him on so <laughs> sorry chuck <laughs> fine onward and upward yeah okay next up we have the distaff uh mile and an eighth race for th phillies and mares for two mile yeah two million dollars there we go 13 entries in right now lots of really really nice horses the big headliner is probably spay chan for danny derby this mare has i guess she's still a philly she's only four god feels like she's been around forever um she ran against the boys like most of her three-year-old and four-year-old career um her one big toss-out race was the desert world cup i really don't know what happened there especially after she had had a great effort in the Saudi Cup to win. That's kind of her signature win, so to speak. Uh, she won, like, huge in the Long Island Handicap, as was expected. Three and a quarter lengths. Um, she also dead-heated with parts unknown in the Louisville Classic. I just don't think Danny really wanted any part of Schuylkill, and I don't blame him for that. Um, so she's probably going to be your favorite or close to it. I think she will uh, be your favorite easily. Yeah. 
Second is Elixir for Nino Olsen. This one comes in off two wins, including the grade one regs to riches. Was a two-year-old champion back in her day. She won the, um, maybe she wasn't two-year-old champion. No, she wasn't. She just won the Stewart's Cup that year. Whoops. Yeah. So she's, and she was eighth in this race last year. Um, Royal Decorum for an Eric Malbone. This one uh, is another one of his loaded Philly barn. Um, she was second in the Stewart's Cup distaff last year after she had been riding a bunch of really nice races. And since then, she's been good, but she has lost more than she's won this year, um, even though a couple of those were against boys. And she did beat Spechan two back. Uh, there's also So Right for John Exet. That horse was second in the Stewart's Cup ladies route last year, seventh in the Pegasus, and has been on a four-race win streak since. Uh, there's also Spookify for Laura Ferguson, who is second in the Oaks in year 55. That one was also third in the Saudi Diff Staff Stakes and has been uh, putting up some pretty solid efforts, won her prep coming in. Uh, Symphony was has also been running a very tough schedule. She's just, God, she's run a lot this year. <laughs> she's run, this will be her eighth race this year, I believe if i counted right yes i did eighth race including the derby and she was second in the queen's derby she won the midsummer oaks and she won the fading star stakes so you know also a two-year-old champion that one i know for sure was a two-year-old champion and there's also the stars we steal for nina olsen this one is on the older side and um yeah she's she's been kind of doing her thing Hasn't raced a ton this year, it doesn't look like. She's had a lot of three-week breaks. But maybe that's because I just looked at uh, Symphony and saw the schedule and went, ah, oh, everyone else is running their six race years. But anyway, um, I like I like Spechan. I really like Spechan. I'm putting her on top. I think she retires this year, so um, this is kind of her last shot at a Stewards Cup. And I think Danny really wants to get her that. So that's going to be my pick. Second, I am going to put up... Um, oh, God. I just lost the horse. Spookify. Uh, these, that one was second to Spechon in the Oaks last year. And then I am going to put Symphony in third. Another ice-cold exacta. Ice-cold. All right. Here's the deal. I think Spechon is easily the best horse in here. Easily. 100%. But she loses, right? No. She wins. Uh-huh. Okay. Spechon is one of those horses that's good at everything, but I think a Melon and Eighth like might just be her game, which is kind of crazy considering how well she's bred for classic distances. But like, look at her: won the Oaks and Melon and Eighth, like won the Saudi, won the Fading Star Stakes, won her prep for this against boys, Long Island Handicap and a Melon and Eighth, Louisville Classic and a Melon and Eighth. She's unbeaten at a Melon and Eighth. I don't think that changes. I think she's easily a single here. Like, if I had to pick any horse to win any race and get like a million dollars if I'm right, it'd be this horse. I think she wins here easily. I think she goes out on top. Uh, Danny is lauded uh, for the way he managed her because what a career. I think uh, she goes out on top here. In second, I'm going to take Symphony though. Another one of those changing of the guards moments. I think she's coming in perfectly prepped for this uh, long campaign, but you know, in this day and age with the, uh, with the companion animals and first class shipping, and everything. I don't think it's as big a deal like, ah, uh, versus the campaign kind of reminds me of the way Ruffian was campaigned very aggressively, who we talked about earlier, but the difference is Symphony is only three and Ruffian's been campaigned aggressively throughout her entire career. Like I said, it's about what you value, but I think at this point she can get away with such a long, hard uh, year at this age since she doesn't have a whole lot of bottom under her being a three-year-old and she's clearly exceptionally uh, good. So I'll take her to finish second here. And I think Royal Decorum gets up for third for Eric. All right. Two left. Two almost, left to go. Almost there, everyone. Next up, we got the Stewart's Cup turf. This is for $4 million and a mile and a half. Okay, uh, there's a horse in here. Stop. Before you say anything, there's a horse oh in here that has run 69 races. <gasps> nice. Oh, my gosh. Very nice. I did not. I am picking that. Bailey to win. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, you heard it here, folks. Bailey, eleven-year-old gelding that um, is, th oh yeah, that is that is a turf router. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but 
has only ever run an 88, and that was, like, a long time ago. <laughs> yes. Bailey. Aside from uh, the great Bailey here, I gotta think maybe Yang You can Wendy buy Yang Bailey for 30 grand right now, just <laughs> If anyone out there wants a Stewart's Cup horse. But anyway, Yang Wenli, probably the headliner coming in here off of the arc win, beating Leila Hassan and Improvisational and a bunch of other nice ones in there. Um, yeah, he's gonna be really, really cool. Before that, he won the Toronto International. Uh, looking hot coming in here. He also got with Drama, uh, last year's ARC winner. Won two in a row before, was finishing seventh in the ARC. The seventh place finish really doesn't bother me a whole lot because the ARC is one of those crazy races uh, where a bunch of horses show up. I gotta think maybe the ARC was a bigger priority for a lot of these than the Stewart's Cup turf since the purse is two million more. Yeah. Crazy enough. Anyway, with Drama definitely here. Dangerous. This is his favorite distance here. Uh, you got Reese. I think that's how you say his name. No, I'm I'm correct. Reese. I'm sorry, Nina. Again, I'm a horrible person. Uh, was tenth in the arc. Please send her hate mail about how this horse. Please is send me hate mail. Yeah. Uh, like I said, <laughs> uh, tenth of the arc. Before that, one at a grade one and a mile and a half. Winner of the Saudi Turf Marathon this year. We also got a choice of evils for Willie Carson. Unfortunately, was 14th in the arc after I gave him a big chance. Maybe he rebounds here, but he did run only like a 54 in that effort i just i just don't love to see it you know i want to believe they can bounce in here bounce back but I, I just don't love it that was not very cash money of him it was not very cash money uh that'll do it for the millionaires but uh voyage in here for nina olsen gotta be another uh, big one people are looking at won the louisville bumbery this year as well as the secretariat derby uh cleopatra's got a nice one who's uh, five for nine in Stranger Crusaders. A uh, nice little steward bred won the Australian Derby and the Melbourne Derby this year. Was last seen finishing second at Time Bomb, who's also in this race. Winner of two in a row. Uh, looked like he got his career started a little bit slow, but I think he's dangerous here off of those two wins. Did win with a 99 two back, beating Dan and Glorious, who I know is a nice one. So uh, look out for him. Also, John Exet, ensure your horse. This is like <laughs> the sixth horse that we've previewed in the Stewards Cup. With no insurance, so John Exet, please uh, insure your horse. Uh, Louise Bio has Burrow in here. I like this horse. He's really nice. Uh, his only time where he finished worse than second was in last year's Stewart's Cup Bunbury. And honestly, like the mile and a half is going to suit him more. He did really well at a mile and a half this year. Ran a 93 and 89 and a 93, coming in off of an easy prep win uh, three weeks ago in the Kilimanjaro. Those are the headliners to me. All right, then who do you got for picks? I like Time Bomb. I like Time really? Bomb for John Exet. Gonna come in here uh, from off the pace looking for the win here. I, I like the momentum, and I know John Exet likes to come in here in these uh, Stewart's Cups and win with horses that are kind of relatively unknown, and I think that is gonna continue. I think uh, Yang Wenli is gonna hang in there for second, and I will take with Drama in third. So that's my hot take of the day. All right. My other hot well, take. Well, last. Arc podcast, I was like, man, I don't really love with drama coming into the arc, but you know what? I think that this field might be a little bit softer for him, so I'm picking him on top. Uh, second, I am going with Yang Wenli, um, but I obviously would think it's hilarious if he actually won again, um, just because then Nini would have to say his name and she's going to trip up, and I know that she will. Um, and then no, second, I yeah. And then second, I'm gonna go with uh, hmm. second. I'm gonna go with Stranger Crusaders. A little bit of a that's not really a hot take. Maybe it's a little bit of a hot take. Yeah, I like him. He's done really well at a mile and a half. Okay, this is the big one. This is how I'm gonna do it. We got 16 horses in here. I'm just gonna go through each of these horses. I'm gonna say their big win. Okay, sick. As people see me, won the Kentucky Blue Stakes, Grade One. Come tomorrow. Won the Queen's Derby, grade one. Discover, won the Arcadia Million, grade one. Second in the Queen's Derby, and uh, I believe third in the Louisville Derby. Galaxy's Edge, Baltimore Crown. Metacrisis, summer, Midsummer Classic. Napoleon, Long Island Classic. Parts Unknown, Louisville Classic and the Spa Classic. Poets Corner, Midsummer Classic. Private Affair, Stewards Cup Marathon, Rathalos, La uh, Louisville Derby, Schuylkill, Desert World Cup, and Stewards Cup Ladies Route. Um, or route, whatever. 
<laughs> Spatula, Pegasus Classic, and Queen's Derby. Teddy KGB, Baltimore Special. That Voodoo You Do. Louisville Derby, plus placings and a bunch of other stuff. Torque, second in the uh, uh, Stewart's Cup Classic. And Baltimore Special. Ziggy Stardust, uh, Louisville Derby. That's all of them. What a crazy and that movie. is the preview. <laughs> <laughs> no, but legit. There are 13 millionaires in this race, and every single one of them is... Like, every single horse in here has won a grade one. This yeah, is but... a sick field. Also, if you and listen I think Skookle wins it by three lengths. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how good she is. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. Uh, crazy. Just a crazy, crazy field. Also, like, if anybody, anybody who listens to this podcast knows who these horses are. Anybody who's on the sim, probably, who follows the races knows who these horses are. Yeah. But you're going on the record and you think it's going to be Skookle? I, th- I think it's going to... Yep. I think that she... There's a lot of speed. I in think here. if she Kate, do you want a really hot take? Give me the most boiling take. I want the the the, the take where you touch it and it's it explodes because that's how hot it is. I, I think... know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. Keep saying it and I'll tell you if I was right or not. <laughs> I think if she ran in year fifty four that she could have won one or two of the Canadian of the triple crown races. I like how you were just ready to insert Canadian in before because it's I have the, the Canadian triple important. crown on my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Prince of Prince of I was about to say Prince of Peace. It's not called that in real life. The Prince of Wales runs tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my hot take. I think she could have won uh triple crown races if she would have run in year fifty four. It's crazy like how once she got her life together. She's been unstoppable. It's like well, kind of insane. Once, once her owner kind of came back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. A, all the reverence in the world for this mare. Uh, if she wins this, gonna give all that you know a run for her money as the best dirt route mare of all time. One of the best of all time, probably, too, if she wins that race, I would mm-hmm. think. <sighs> so you got on the record with her. I think the race also just sets up nicely for her. We got a lot of. I didn't speed. say my last two. Sorry. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> I think Voodoo, God, he just, he tries so hard, but I just, I can't see him, I can't see him getting her. I just, I would love if he could win, because I know Lou really, really wants this race, but I think that he just has the misfortune of being in a crop, and most of these horses, for that matter, of being in a crop where this, like, super freak is. So, that's that. And then, um... Third, I'm going to go with Parts Unknown because, you know, he's cool. <laughs> he is cool. That's mic drop. All done. Podcast okay. over. No, Nini, you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm on the Google train as well. I think the race sets 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 up for her really well. <laughs> uh, Come Tomorrow likes to go to the lead. So does Metacrisis. So does Raffalos. So does Spatula. Uh, Poets Corner's got some speed, too. Yeah, he does. I'm not mistaken. He does. Uh, yeah, like, it just it sets up really, really wonderfully for her. Uh, not really a hot take, because this horse is good. I just feel like nobody's been giving him love. I think Rathalos is also going to be up there. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think Rathalos is going to hang on for, for second. I think Skookle, Rathalos, shoot. Uh, that voodoo you do, he's too consistent to leave out of the try. He's way too consistent. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be Skookle, Rathalos, that voodoo you do. I really want to see that voodoo you do win this because he's just there all the time. He's always there. He's such a trier, but I don't think anyone beats Google. She is a super mare. Mm-hmm. Easily one of the best we've ever seen. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the Stewart's Cup. That is the Stewart's Cup. Feels crazy that that just all of these fields. So many, so many good horses in this game. So many good horses, and we want to give all of them all the love they deserve. But remember, by just getting your horse to the Stewart's Cup, unless their name is Chuck Tingle or Nine Nine, because neither of them belong there, as admitted by their owners, you should give you giving yourself a pat on the back because it is an honor just to run in these races and to be part of the elite. And if you're here, you're part of the elite, and that's just the facts. So no matter what, whether a win or dead last. Just making it to a race of this caliber is exceptional, and a small percentage of players compared to the entire player base actually show up. So congratulations to everybody who has a runner. I hope 
the days go exactly the way you want. Yes. Okay. Well, um, hold on. My dog is trying to climb over my laptop. Okay. All right. Hi, Joey. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of... All right. Yeah, he knew that he's like, hey, uh, podcast is over. It's time to pay attention to me. So, um, yeah, man, we existed for two for a year now. Sim year. And I, I don't know when we're going to come back. We're probably going to take the break off. Probably take the preseason off, too. Maybe. We'll see. We will. Because we've got stuff to do. And this was a lot of work. <laughs> it is, it's a labor of love. I love doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Got the best uh, anyway. ever. Uh, me too. <laughs> Aww, all awesome. right. Um, yeah, so we will talk to you guys uh, probably in year 57, which is kind of weird to say. Hopefully. What? What? My what changes us? Hmm? Think about it. Like, it's going to be crazy when we come back. So much is going to be different. Think of all the disappointed oh, people with the Gallup changes. Okay, Faded Memory is going to get a Gallup adjustment and he's going to stay as. As of what is he right now? An allowance peak that ran a ninety six. <laughs> that was going to be my shameless plug. I'm going to have a. Both Nini and I are going to have Derby horses next year. Hopefully. Hopefully we'll see. I'm actually not even that convinced anymore about my horse, but we're not talking about that right now. It's okay. We'll talk about that later. All right. Well, everybody, have a great uh, Stewards Cup week, and we will talk to you again when we return. We will. May all your horses win. Uh, hope everyone has a great rest of the year. Everybody who's out there, stay safe. The world's a scary place, but we're all in this together, and it's all love. And we can all connect over the things that matter, like fake horse racing. Good night, everyone. All right. Bye, everybody. I am a man at war, and I am fighting for all of the broken people, all of the people thrown overboard. They always try to shame us, but they don't speak the language. No, we're not nameless. We're not faceless. We were born for greatness. We were born for goodness. goodness.